Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You missed your period or had other physical symptoms that had you wondering whether or not you were pregnant. Or maybe you were trying to conceive and the day arrived to take the pregnancy test. Either way, the test was positive. Now what? I'm Dr. Jan Penvozi, board-certified OBGYN, and today we're discussing what to expect between your positive pregnancy test and your first prenatal appointment. This is Preggy Pals. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What, pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got cankles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your online, on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Stephanie Glover. We've covered topics for every phase of pregnancy. Visit the episode guide on our website to scroll through those topics. Listen directly on your computer through iTunes or download our free Preggy Pals app, available on the Android, iTunes, and Windows marketplaces. And be sure to check out our network app, where you can listen to all your favorite new mommy media shows on the go. Here's Sunny with more information about how you can get more involved with Hi, everybody. So, yes, we've got some great segments on the show, and we would love for you guys to participate in them. So the first one that's really popular is our Ask the Expert segment, and it's where you guys can send us your pregnancy-related questions. And we have a whole team of experts that will answer these questions, and then we're going to include your question as well as their response on an upcoming episode. And we also have a fun segment called Pregnancy Oops, where all of our pregnant mamas share their funny pregnancy stories that have happened to them throughout their pregnancy, and we all have a good laugh. So if you would like to submit to either of those segments, you can go on our website at newmommymedia.com and go to the contact link and send us an email that way. You can also reach out to us through our voicemail. If you actually want to tell, you know, ask the question yourself or tell the story yourself, leave a voicemail. That number is 619-866-4775. And again, we'll play it on an upcoming episode. And I also want to say for those of you that listen to us on iTunes, we would love to get some more reviews on iTunes for our podcast. That's a great way that people find our show through iTunes. And if you've benefited from this and, and you would like to help us out and by reaching out to other pregnant mamas and telling them about our show, that would be great. Um, but yeah, if you can leave us a comment on iTunes, real easy to do. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Sunny. Yep. So let's go around and introduce the panelists. I'm going to go ahead and get started. So again, my name is Stephanie Glover. and I'm the host. I'm also a trained childbirth educator working on my certification. I'm a mom of two. Um, Gretchen is four, and she was my C-section baby, and Lydia is two, and she was my V-back. Sunny? Yeah, so I have four babies of my own. My oldest just turned five and is now in kindergarten, (laughs) and uh, that's a boy. And then I also have a three-year-old boy, and he's in preschool. And then I have identical twin girls who are almost two. If I did the math, about 23 months, I think, by the time (laughs) this episode comes out. And so, um, yeah, busy, busy family, big family. Never never thought I was going to have that many kids. It just kind of happened. Those twins, right? 
that threw you for the loop. (laughs) (laughs) And then also, I think for the first time, we have a couple joining us in the studio. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, My name is David. Um, I'm not yet a parent, (laughs) trying to prep for it. Uh, We got a few months to go. Um, I'm an insurance agent. Uh, My mom actually has been on this uh, podcast a couple different times, and she thought it would be a very good idea for me to put in my two cents, even though I... It's entirely new, and I'm still getting used to the idea that in a couple of months, I'm going to have somebody that I'm even more responsible for than her. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, my name is Natalie, uh, 33. This is baby number one. Um, I'm a teacher. We're not going to find out the gender, so we're going to be surprised. Uh, due December 3rd. Oh. So it'll be like a Christmas present. Awesome. You know, my so twins, my twins, the C-section for my twins was um, scheduled for December 2nd of what would what would it have been, 2013? And um, I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, they came on their own three weeks before then. Oh, but, my goodness. Yeah, but I, I appreciate the early December date. I was really hoping yes. for December babies, too. But uh, Did you beat Thanksgiving then? Did you have them before? Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> they were Veteran Day babies. Oh. <laughs> I was three weeks early, too. Were you? Yeah, yeah. It's all good, though. You know, at least they came when they wanted to come. Exactly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so before we begin today's show, we're going to talk about an app that I found online. It's called Lily. Now, this is actually an app that you would use before you became pregnant. But since our topic today is just finding out you're newly pregnant, I figured there'd probably be a lot of people out there that are listening to this episode that maybe aren't pregnant yet. So this may be an app that would interest you. So it's free. It's available on iOS, so iPad and iPhone. And the idea is it basically helps you track your cycles um, and you can track it a couple different ways based on general averages so what other people experience within the month um, or you can track it based on your own personal symptoms now as I was setting this up I decided to try to track it with my own symptoms and they do say that that's a more reliable way just because it's it's more personalized for you but it tracks a couple different things It tracks uh, cervical fluid, your basal body temperature, whether or not you had intercourse that day, and if you use some sort of contraceptive when you did. Um, There's information you can add about your period. So if you're currently on your period, you know, is it a a light flow, medium flow, heavy flow, that type of thing, what your mood is for the day. And then also if you took a pregnancy test and what the result of that pregnancy test was. And so you just basically go through each day and you add in this information and then it keeps track of it throughout the month and the nice thing is is it provides different types of graphs and things that you can look at to kind of analyze things over the course of the month and then you know over the course of the year and as I was looking at some of the comments for this app on iTunes I found that a lot of people have been using this for multiple years you know it got some really good reviews and 
what I really liked about it is that, you know, in doing something like this, you learn a lot of information just about your own body, you know, because this is small stuff that you really wouldn't, you know, you really might not pay attention to otherwise. Um, but yeah, so a lot of good information on here. It is free, but if you want to upgrade to be able to print or share the information or provide different reminders for yourself, all that is locked until you pay a fee. And it's $5.99 to unlock and um, be able to access all of the features on the app. So just wanted to throw it out to you guys to see if this is something that, uh, you know, you would recommend to potential um, patients or clients out there or just use for yourself in the future. Stephanie, what do you think? Yeah, actually, um, when I was trying for my first, we literally just guessed. I was like, maybe I'm ovulating. And we got pregnant. So I never had to track anything. But the second pregnancy I did because my cycle length changed and I learned a lot more about my body. And so, yeah, I think that this sounds great because it can give you a snapshot, particularly if it takes a few months, you might get a better idea of, oh, maybe maybe I was missing some signs and it could be really helpful. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, well, I like menstrual tracker apps. This sounds like a good one. Uh, it really helps people understand. I'll teach them about ovulation, but this just reinforces everything that we go over in the office. And uh, it, it's a nice app that it has, uh, it sounds like it has multiple tools that you can use. And then the, the patient could decide which which they want to do. Maybe they want to check their basal body temperature, but don't want to watch for mucus changes and things like that. So um, it's kind of a neat app. And um, I do recommend them a lot for most people. So Sounds good. Do you ever have patients come in with an app and say, "Hey, look yes. what uh, yes. I tracked," and I and I love it. I I find it very useful. And I and you know we were discussing it earlier, and 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 it can be useful for other things outside of pregnancy. There's other things you can track with that. So, um, it, it's a great tool. All right, Natalie, what do you what do you think? I think it actually would have helped me a lot because um, <laughs> I thought I knew when I when my ovulation day was, and then we ended up pregnant, and I was off on the math. <laughs> Um, it was a surprise for us. It was a good surprise. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but we weren't like actively trying. Yeah. Um, we were just not actively preventing. Yeah. We're just kind of, if it happens, it happens. Um, and we'll be happy with that. If it doesn't like for a while, then we'll start actively tracking. Sure. Um, but no, I think this would have been good because I was a little off on my math. (laughs) I was like, I thought I knew and no, I didn't. So David, do you think that, uh, this app could help other fathers out there, other husbands that want to track certain days of the month? (laughs) Definitely. Um, Although I'm probably the least qualified person here to comment on a cycle tracking app. Um, I mean, I would would say it's probably going to be more helpful for the moms and especially the ones who are trying. There are sometimes some small thing that if they did it just a little bit differently, it'll increase their chances. And if even one baby gets born to a mom who wants them because of this app, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we'll put a link up on our website if you guys want to download it and check it out. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
So today we're discussing what to expect between your positive pregnancy test and your first prenatal appointment. Joining us here in the studio is Dr. Jan Penvosi, board-certified OBGYN. She practices at Radiance OBGYN in Oceanside. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me today. We've had her on before, so it's always great to have return OBs. (laughs) So first of all, um, you know, the first thing we do, obviously, when we find out we're pregnant is probably pee on that stick. <laughs> so, Absolutely. And when you get that positive, you're probably wondering, well, how accurate is it? Am I really pregnant? So can you shed some light on the accuracy of a home pregnancy test? Yeah, they're, they're very accurate. There's some rare cases where they, they could be a false positive, but not too many. And it is, you, they say the highest error can be user error. But honestly, I think nowadays they make them pretty foolproof. Um, and, you know, they recommend the first urine of the day, and it doesn't even have to really be that to work. It, it, it's hard to screw it up. You'd have to be super, super hydrated to have it not pick up, which can happen, of course. But it's a great tool. Um, I know they advertise them to, oh, it can become positive a week or two before, which, you know, will you know, ultimately depend on your ovulation and things like that. But I'd say wait till you miss your period. And, you know, even if it's negative at that point, because of the variance in ovulation for some people, wait wait a week is what's recommended and repeat it. So if it's negative, repeat it in a week. Sometimes that's so hard, too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Or repeat it every day for the next week right. and, and call us in a week when seven of them have been positive. Exactly. <laughs> that's when you're like, oh, wait, I can't spend this $13 per test if I'm in a test every yeah. day. And then you're going to, like, the dollar store. Yeah. Um, so also, I, and we touched on this before we started recording, if you have a very faint positive, if there's a very faint line, yes, does that mean you're positive or is it iffy? I mean, for ovulation predictor kits, that's the killer. But for the actual pregnancy test, the line is a line. So you can feel pretty good about that. If it's real faint and you don't, you know, you don't want to get all excited and call everybody or call the doctor, you know, wait. Probably in that case, you don't have to wait the whole week. Maybe wait three days. I really wish that was common knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> is that a line? But I'll tell you what, I've peed on a million pregnancy tests and just to make myself feel like, yeah, it's still positive. So I've Some, done I've done it myself. Yeah. So <laughs> and so Natalie, what was your experience with um, taking that home pregnancy test? It it was the really, really faint second line and we're like, Am am I? Am I not is it is it real? Is it did it is it positive? Is it does it count? <laughs> And yeah, so that's when we like, um, I had a coworker that recommended get the digital one that says the pregnant, not pregnant. She's like, don't joke around with like, <laughs> like the lines, the crosses, whatever. She's like, get the digital that tells you for sure. I was like, okay. But yeah, yeah no, job. we did, we did like the, we're going to pee on one stick a day every day <laughs> to like make sure that this actually is the right, like it's positive. And what prompted you to take that test? Did you miss your period or were you having other? No, symptoms? actually it was four days before my missed period. Um, I just, I felt, I felt different. I felt weird. Um, and I thought, oh, am I, am I not? I'm like, oh, my period's not for four more days. I was like, it's a little early anyway. Um, Cause I didn't think it would pop positive like that early. And so I was like, well, I'll just try it anyway. It's just peeing on a stick. <laughs> like So, and then I did, it was um, five in the morning oh. when I had gotten up for work and uh yeah, I kind of went into him like in tears, and I was just like, <laughs> like you couldn't understand a word I said. I just kind of shoved most the effective stick in his alarm face. ever. <laughs> I'm awake now. <laughs> and so, does a woman need to confirm her pregnancy with a physician? Yeah, because there are some rare things that can happen. Yeah, we do like it uh, patients to come confirm with us. I usually say around nine, ten weeks uh, pregnancy, we'll do a confirmatory test in the office. And if there's any doubts of the test, we can always get a serum test or a blood test. 
Okay. And what does the blood test tell you? Is it just like different levels of hormones or? So it is looking specifically at the HCG or pregnancy hormones. So the most common one we test for is the beta HCG. So it looks in it. What you can do is you can send either for a qualitative, which just says it's greater than five and it's positive, or you can do a quantitative if there's other things going on uh, where you need to know the number. And why would you have a patient come in around nine to 10 weeks versus right away? Well, unfortunately, because some of us will miscarry or, um, you know, it could have been a chemical pregnancy that, you know, they implanted and then, right, you know, they just got the test and soon after they might miss it. Some of those types of pregnancies, which we call the quote unquote chemical pregnancies, but certainly some people who aren't trying to get pregnant might not even know they were even pregnant. So it's it's really the people who are checking for it who are going to know it. So uh, that gives us time, you know, and I've had patients come in, they did have the home positive pregnancy test. And then by the time they get to see us, it's negative again. And then we talk about you know, did they want to be pregnant? Um, how can we help them if they do? Or if they didn't, do we want some sort of uh, birth control dis- discussion? Do you remember how long you had to wait to be seen, Natalie? To be seen by, by the, your prena- like by a prenatal? prenatal? Mm-hmm. Forever. Um, yeah, it was long, wasn't it? Because it was... Wow. Between the first test and the actual first appointment, it was about a month and a half. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, too, when, when people call, we counsel them, you know, of course, if everything's going fine, you, you come in at the nine to 10 weeks. Yeah. If it's not, we, we give them things to look for bleeding, you know, severe nausea, vomiting, weight loss, um, pains, pelvic pains, certain things, you know, of course, if something changes, we want to see you sooner, what we call our emergency OB visit. So we get you in sooner than that first prenatal care visit. So I guess it's a good thing it took a while because nothing really went wrong. When it's your first baby, you're so excited. You just, you know, you want to start everything. But of course, then if people come in too early, you know, everybody wants to hear the heartbeat, you know, usually around 10 weeks, we can hear it. Uh, Not always. So if we bring you in too early, then you, you know, you could leave stressed and that's and, a good point. And things. I mean, when then we're sending you for ultrasound, some of us have it in their office. Say, you know, I'm still new, so I'm waiting to get my ultrasound in the office. I miss it very much because if you can't get a heartbeat early on, which is not uncommon, it stresses the mom no matter how much you reassure them. So that's I'm, I'm glad we got that on the first visit. It was <laughs> yeah. like that was the coolest part of the first it, visit. Yeah, that's people really like that and I do too. Yeah. But. I remember calling with my first and I, I said, Oh, I got a positive pregnancy test, so can I come in like Oh, well, that's good enough for us. You know, see you in a month and a half. I'm like, how is that good enough? <laughs> like, like, it was like, that's what we would use too to test you. And I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Patience. But it is it's like exciting. the longest month ever. Yeah. <laughs> and I know one of the first things I would want to do is find out when my baby is due. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> so Absolutely. you take that test and then you're doing the math in your head. So how is a due date calculated? So basically it's it's adding 280 days or 40 weeks to to from your last menstrual period. And you have those, I've heard it termed um, like the two free weeks in the beginning. Right. Essentially, you know, because technically we're calculating from your last menstrual period. Obviously, you weren't pregnant in those two free weeks. Absolutely. But I always like to remind patients, too, uh, 41 weeks is really how long it is. So we get to that 40 weeks, but we, you know, ACOG recommends that we can go up to actually technically 42 weeks. But most doctors feel safer with the 41 weeks for, you know, any um, term complications to avoid them. So. Okay. See, we actually had that discussion when we first found out we were pregnant. I was like, no, this is the due date. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is the due date. Yeah. <laughs> and like we were trying well, to and you'll calculate get that, it. Right. Some patients will be like, oh, I know when I 
ovulated or we only had sex once. And I'm like, I totally believe you and I honor that, but I'm going to tell you how I'm going to date your yeah. pregnancy. Right. And what I'll do is I'll use the calculation on the computer nowadays or the wheel, you know, whatever's right at my fingertips. And we'll get the due date and then the next ultrasound will help us decide whether or not that's accurate. A lot that's a that's a big misconception. People are like, the ultrasound said it's now this and oh now this ultrasound said it's this. I said, No, 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 we're gonna assign it early on and when I tell you what it is, that is what it is. And we're and then any ultrasound that shows a different date after might be a growth change that we have to follow maybe. Or if it's close enough, then yeah, it's the same due date. So. Okay. And are there some early um, physical pregnancy symptoms to expect, um, especially before that first appointment? Like, what's your body feel like in that early so, time? And everybody's different for this, right? So I always tell people, just because you don't feel bad doesn't mean it's not going well. <laughs> but if somebody is feeling really bad, I'll say, well, it means the pregnancy is going well. Things are good. Um, you know, with the exception of that abnormal one I said where people can be very, very sick with nausea and vomiting. But that's one, nausea and vomiting. Um, you know, the breast tenderness. Some people, it will get enlarged. And it's been ironic for me lately. That's been a big complaint. Women are like, I had to stop running. Like, there's nothing they can do to, to have that discomfort go away. So you just have to wait for those HCG levels to kind of come back down. And it is normal to feel fatigued. Um Frequent urination, but no signs of pain or anything that would indicate, you know, that you have a bladder infection. Some people absolutely get the food cravings or food aversions. Um, your blood flow is increasing. Some people get that nasal congestion. And as things go along, you might get the bleeding gums when you brush your teeth. And certainly there can be some mood changes. I'm sure you guys <laughs> haven't experienced that at all. Nothing. Um, I haven't noticed. And, you know, other vascular changes as things progress. Did you have any early symptoms, Natalie? Um, nausea, nausea a little bit, yeah. And it, but I noticed it was kind of funny. It's, you know, everybody's like, oh, you don't want to eat. It's, it wasn't nausea when I was around food. It was nausea when I didn't eat food. Like I noticed, the like I had the hunger. Yeah. Oh, it, I've never been that hungry before. And it, so I just had to snack throughout the day. Like um, I called my mom and I was like, what do I do? <laughs> and she was like, just keep a little bag of like wheat thins or crackers in your pocket and just snack all day. So, and that's what I did, and I felt so much better. Sunny, did you have any early pregnancy symptoms? Um, I felt just, well, I guess this has to do with, like, having more and more babies, but I felt like I just got bigger faster. I don't know if that, you know, I don't know. I totally did with. Yeah. Second time. Second time, yeah, everything's been stretched out. Right. So you absolutely, you're, you know, the first time you're so excited to pop and you don't. <laughs> right. And then the second time you're, like, trying to hide it. And Maternity like, pants six weeks pregnant uh -huh. yeah. exactly second, well and my husband thought I was crazy with my third and final pregnancy because I said no this is crazy big like I'm getting crazy big and he's looking at me he's like no you're not and I'm like trust me I know and like that was my clue that you know maybe there was more than one baby in there <laughs> but then I was like it's my third pregnancy and I was kind of expecting to be bigger but right. yeah you know I get a little bit of nausea but yeah definitely the more babies I had the bigger I got the faster I got you know and I remember, too, what I didn't realize was that early pregnancy symptoms can almost mimic premenstrual symptoms. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I had a little bit of cramping and, yeah, yes. like the and breast tenderness. And that's not abnormal. And a little cramping's not abnormal, so. Because everything's growing. And, yes. But that, that was a call to my OB. I hadn't even met her yet. And I was just like, I'm having cramps. She's like, are you having bleeding? No. Okay, see you in a month. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> All right. So when we come back, we'll discuss lifestyle changes that will be important in those first four to 12 weeks of pregnancy. We'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back. Today we're discussing what to expect between your positive pregnancy test and your first prenatal appointment. Board certified OBGYN, Dr. Jan Penvosi is our expert. So what should a woman be doing differently concerning nutrition once she finds out she's pregnant? Well, you know, I think I was thinking, do we need to give a specific calorie count? I don't think so. I really tailor it towards my patient. Uh, are they vegetarian? Are they vegan? Uh do they now have food aversions? Are they no not are they now nauseous? Most importantly, we you know we want someone on a prenatal vitamin vitamin before they conceive. Uh, there's all sorts out. Certainly, you know the prescription ones do have a little more in them. But if people are more prone to nausea vomiting, sometimes a little less in them makes you feel better. But as you were saying earlier here, you definitely the small frequent meals definitely makes a difference. And that's really the way to maintain a healthy pregnancy is you're going to have three kind of average meals a day with snacks in between and a snack in the evening, oftentimes just to get you through the night. Um, and you definitely you want the omegas if you can have them. But if you're really sick, then then we talk about it and tailor it to each specific patient. And we definitely have certain foods and stuff that we can talk about that you want to make sure you're getting and some that that you might want to avoid or, you know, have some caution about. And what are some of those foods to avoid when you're newly pregnant? So, you know, the, the classic you're not supposed to have lunch and meats is still true. It's it's just about the processing of the lunch and meat and you're trying to avoid listeria infection. Um, so you want to do that. And then cheeses that aren't pasteurized is still a classic one. Uh, so when you're eating out, you want to avoid cheeses that you just don't know enough about. But if they're pasteurized, you're fine. Um, it's how things are prepared. And uh, what was the other thing I wanted to tell you guys about? The raw vegetables. So those, they can just have bacteria in them. So, you know, you have to be very careful. And some of them, you can't like an alfalfa sprout and those things, you can't wash it out. Mm. So you have to be careful with that. And fish is another one that it's actually good for you to have fish in pregnancy. You just can't overdo the fish because we can't always know exactly how much mercury is in the fish. And I give people websites to check out to see which have higher levels. And uh, we talk about that. And sushi? Sushi? Actually, I looked that up again. You know, I'm always looking things up again. Technically, or properly prepared sushi, technically you can have, but I usually just recommend to avoid it. But if you've had it, I say, don't panic. You're probably fine. If they freeze it and then prepare it, the they call it sushi-grade sushi, is okay. But I tell my patients no, just because it's one of those things I don't know if you can always trust. But And again, and I tell patients, okay, you had some luncheon meats. You're fine. You didn't get infected. <laughs> it's okay. So probably if you sneak a sandwich because you're dying one night and you don't have a choice, you're probably going to be fine. But you just don't want to overdo it. I'll tell people, get a turkey breast, get some ham, bake it on the weekend. It's prepared in your house. You don't have that risk. Make sandwiches of that. If you're a sandwich person, you can still have your sandwiches. You can have tuna sandwiches, but it's better to have the light than the white. The white albacore, for some reason, holds on to a lot more mercury. And then the last one I'll say is the toxoplasmosis, which is we usually see as the cat litter one, but which it still is. You don't want to avoid changing cat litter. Or if you're a gardener where there's cats outside, you want to avoid that. But truly red rare meats is one of the things you have to be careful about. So you can get toxo from certain foods as well. If you really do love sandwiches, is it safe if you do like 
nuke the lunch meat. We, we've read that. Yes, and it, you can heat the luncheon meat. Most people give me the ooh face. <laughs> so I say, all right, get get a turkey breast on the weekend. Get some ham on the weekend. Bake it in your bake it in your house and slice it yourself. It's probably better for you anyhow, just right. nutrient wise. A little more work. I'm gonna go home and make a sandwich now. <laughs> Everybody's hungry. I've missed I've missed lunch meat so much. <laughs> Absolutely. And now, did her change and anything that she was eating affect you as dad? Not really. Uh, I got lucky because she doesn't hate any foods that she liked before. Okay. She just has a, f- a few more, you know, on the way home, can you pick up some ice cream? <laughs> the baby wants ice cream. And I was like, whatever you need. I mean, and you love I the baby, right? <laughs> I try to be good. Yeah, and we and that brings the point, you know, we really don't want to overdo. I, I tell people the kidney bean in there really doesn't need an extra two scoops of ice cream. Like, the kidney bean needs, like, a lick of ice cream. Right. So I always remember, you know, I was a bad first-time mom. I I thought I was eating for two. But, you know, I remind my patients, you're not eating for two. Um, so just small, frequent, healthy meals. You don't really need to increase it so much more. But you And you want to have the same healthy thoughts. But And I always say, let your husband gain the extra calories. So make him get the ice cream, <laughs> since we've got the dad here. And you have a little bit of it and have him finish it. <laughs> oh, that's my husband's awesome. dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when we think about physical activity, are there certain limitations Yeah. So, and again, that's very patient tailored. It depends on how much you're exercising before the pregnancy. Generally, if somebody's not really athletic, I'll say you want to keep your heart rate below, you know, 130 beats per minute. If you're athletic, you can probably tolerate a little more because your heart's used to it. So you're going to increase your blood volume about one and a half times with your pregnancy. So your heart has to pump that. So I totally want you to continue your exercise in the pregnancy. You just have to watch your heart rate. That's kind of a a quick indicator that your body can handle it. Did you notice any changes in in physical activity for yourself did you have to tailor anything or much I was just so tired I was just so tired um, all the time I've um I have hypothyroid anyway so I'm a little I have I get fatigued easily anyway um but just this was a whole different kind of tired and so it was hard to like I mean he would be really good he would be like all right babe let's go for a walk like we have to go for a walk and I'm like no we have to sleep and he's like no no we're gonna go for a walk so he was he was really good about that nice and sometimes that that will help with fatigue you just got to get up you just got to get up that's the hard part and it is normal that you have that extra fatigue early in the pregnancy that kidney bean takes a lot of energy to grow yeah yeah i always said you know i'm so busy making a human i just cannot get up exactly now um dr penvosi are there some recommended resources for pregnancy support before a first appointment that you might recommend? Yeah, you know, one that I love is I there's a, a patient up-to-date, it's called, and that's a great resource resource for lots of health problems, and that's one you can go ahead and look at. Um, one that I do like uh, is in California is a mother-to-baby website. I'm sure there's, I think when I look today again to confirm, there's some for other sites, and those are sites that can tell you, like, this is safe to eat, this isn't safe to eat. Also, you know, call your provider. Uh, for example, I'm a newer practice within the past year, and I'm I'm really working to tweak my website, so I'm going to have some of those common things on my website. So A, check your doctor's website, or B, call their office. Um, and I still love what to expect when expecting that old book that's out there. I think they changed the cover finally. <laughs> I don't know. You might, you guys might know. They had that lady in the rocking chair on it. but I think it's still there. It might still honestly. be there. But honestly, it's a great it's book. Iconic. It's iconic. I don't know how you change the cover. Really. Exactly. <laughs> but that's a great book. So... You, If you have any questions or you're looking on a website and something concerned you, call your doctor's office and say, hey, can you look at this website and tell me if it's reputable? 
Yeah, because I know um, I was in some of those pregnancy forums, which can almost be less helpful than right, helpful. Right, right. <laughs> because you just you get all kinds and um, sometimes creates, creates more anxiety. anxiety than Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're sitting home anxious about something, I want my patients to call me. I don't want you sitting home thinking some horrible thing or you've done some horrible thing. You just want to call. And caffeine's another one we talked about. People are freaking out. You know, most of the time babies are pretty resilient. So call. Don't be stressed. That's a reason you could do an emergency OB visit. Like if you're worried that you did something wrong and you're going to stress till the nine to 10 weeks, see if you can just do a consult. Some practices might just have midwives or nurse practitioners, or if the doctor doesn't take a a patient before that visit, maybe somebody there can talk to you. Did you have any go-to resources? Um, Well, parents, obviously, uh, most of our friends have already delivered at least one, sometimes as many as three, I think. Um, (laughs) I got that book, uh, What to Expect, almost immediately, yeah. but a few of our friends actually warned us against reading it cover to cover because right. we're worried to death about <laughs> right. every single thing. Yeah. Um, so do you recommend looking at it only if you have a concern or just reading it so you know I what to expect? I say you read it for the the trimester you're in. Read it, read okay. for where you're going and then stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because then you're going to be seeing your doctor. If you read from front to end, you're going to go into your first visit thinking, oh, gosh. Whereas if you read, it's going to be appropriate to the next visit you're going to see your doctor for. Yeah, you don't really need to come in with your birth plan at week eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was reading it and I was like, I don't want to give this to her. She'll, yeah, no, you she'll just, become neurotic. You really just need to read where you're at. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. Penvosi. For more information about Dr. Penvosi, as well as information about any of our panelists, visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, Dr. Penvosi is going to discuss medications and early pregnancy. To join our club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hi, Preggy Pals. We've got a question for one of our experts. Erica from Anchorage, Alaska writes, I got a phone call from my OB that the prenatal testing I did shows that my baby may have Down syndrome, but there's a high false positive rate for the test, so not to worry too much yet. What does that mean? Hi, Erica. My name is Ray Kamali, and I'm an OBGYN uh, practicing in San Diego. Thank you for your question. There are a number of prenatal screening tests for trisomy 21 or Down syndrome. Most commonly, a blood test called a quad marker screening is ordered between 15 weeks and 20 weeks. This test screens for four substances in mom's blood and gives an assessment of risk factors for Down syndrome, trisomy 21, also trisomy 18, and neural tube defects. A positive screen does not always mean that there is a birth defect. In fact, most women will have normal follow-up tests and healthy babies. Usually, patients that have positive screen results are offered more comprehensive um, anatomy ultrasounds that looks for abnormalities. Additionally, options for further testing such as amniocentesis um, are discussed. In an amniocentesis, a needle is used to take some fluid from the amniotic sac and checks for genetic karyotypes. There are also some newer tests that may be offered that check for the baby's DNA in mom's blood and evaluates that DNA for abnormalities. This is called non-invasive prenatal testing or NIPT. 
that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Newbies, for postpartum moms during baby's first year, Parent Savers for parents with infants and toddlers, Twin Talks for parents of multiples, and The Boob Group for moms who breastfeed. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.